0: Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Moving Up the Ladder, a show where we interview experts about how to move up the corporate ladder. And a huge key to moving up that ladder is networking. And today we are with Marnie Reed, founder of Stilettos on the Glass Ceiling, to find out how to start a networking group. And Marnie, you've been with us before, but before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, thank
1: you again for having me. And uh, I really do like all of the interviews that you do and, and the resources that you give everyone. So very honored to be here. I actually work for a very large medical device company. And one of the things I do on the sideline is I run a couple of websites, one of them being Stilettos on the Glass Ceiling. I've been in sales for about nine years and I'm also transitioning into a new role that I'm really excited about, And so I guess my passion would just be, um, you know, in in education and connecting people. And I guess that's where networking plays a huge piece.
0: So could you tell us a little bit about Stilettos on the Glass Ceiling and why you decided to start a networking group for that website? Absolutely. So I'm going to give Stilettos on the Glass Ceiling an acronym just because it's a little easier to say and
1: hopefully it's uh, easy to remember So so SOTGC was created to empower, support, and promote women. It's a website where women take a break in their day and they can get a one-stop shop. And by that, I mean she can log on and learn about every topic from career to finance tips, beauty, parenting topics. And The idea of the actual website was to create a forum where we could move the needle forward for the progress of women in business, and we would only do it through positivity, through sharing best practices, collaborating, and receiving knowledge and sharing knowledge so that women can go to a place where there's nothing but support and help from their female peers.
0: Okay, so what is your role? I mean, you obviously found it stilettos so on the glass ceiling, but what kind of things do you do for the website to kind of keep it moving forward?
1: So, I'm what you would call the visionary and the business development person. There's anywhere from thirty to fifty contributors at any given time, and they tend to write the majority of the topics based upon a submission guide that gets sent out. So my role is to really see, you know what inefficiencies lie in the system that we currently have what kind of topics are really hot buttons for women, things that we need to add to the site, you know, whether that's contributors or having contributors that are already writing about one topic, expand that into other topics. And so what I do is I keep the mission on track and that's making sure that every post is positive. And you'll occasionally see a what I learned from my mistakes kind of post, but it's really to guide the mission and to stay true to the integrity that This is created to help women, and it's going to do that through only positivity and not harping on
0: negative statistics and such. So what was the driving factor for creating this networking group, and what do people get out of it when they attend it? So the
1: SOTGC Society that's launching actually in San Diego this June 5th, which I'm very excited about, is going to be the first chapter of a national organization of female networking groups. And it will be for not only corporate but also entrepreneur women of all industries. And this is where the vision and mission of the SOTGC website will actually take a physical formation. So we'll be focusing on key topics at our meetings. And it's really, you know, where instead of just logging onto a website and reading, you can go and you can meet face to face with other women on similar topics that you're interested in and really get a sense of collaboration through discussing and verbalizing and and talking about where it applies to your life.
0: Okay. Can you describe what will happen at these meetings? I mean, will you set the discussions ahead of time or is it kind of, you know, just kind of show up and talk about what's hot at the time or how does it really go?
1: No. So the way that this is going to be structured is there'll be preset topics that the women will sign up for in advance. And the meetings will remain small and, you know, maybe at someone's house or at, you know, a little boutique of a female business owner that they want to highlight and, you know, kind of, you know, show other women that exist and such. And the purpose of this is that when you have smaller intimate groups and you have a preset topic, the conversation is more authentic. Instead of simply walking into a large ballroom at a hotel or a meeting space where you don't really know a lot of people and everyone kind of huddles together in their own industry or in their own group, you know, you come in and you feel like you're meeting new friends or you feel like you're seeing friends, you know, you haven't seen in a little while. And you're really getting down to the core of the issue at hand instead of shaking hands, smiling, exchanging business cards, and then walking away with really not much that, you know, applies to you directly.
0: So who is the ideal attendee for one of these um, society meetings?
1: So I'd say any woman at any stage in her career, whether that's way advanced in her career, whether that she's making a change, either switching industries, switching divisions, even, you know, going from corporate into entrepreneur or vice versa, uh, even graduate school or, you know, really mature women who are finishing up college and they want to learn from their peers. So they actually want a resource where they can network because we all know, especially lately, half of the battle of getting a job is getting that resume in front of the person who's hiring. So obviously building up your network at a young age is very critical. And then also the women who have been in business for a while, there's so much amazing ideas and synergy coming from the millennial generation that it's a way to keep touch with all areas of the generation. So any woman that wants to be surrounded by like minded individuals who have similar goals in mind and who truly want and believe in collaboration over, you know, simply competition is an ideal attendee.
0: Okay. Now you mentioned that this is the first chapter and it's starting in San Diego, California. If other people are interested and you know, after listening to this podcast, is there an opportunity to start a new chapter in another location in the country? Absolutely. So I've met
1: with uh, my licensing business person, and we are actually going to license out the model with terms and conditions, with how they flow, and with a huge resource to be able to network with other chapter presidents, as well as get ideas for topics and be able to tap into the resources. So if anyone's interested in that, I will be doing a webinar on that pretty soon, and they can email me at info at com, and that's dot com.
0: right. Now, we've talked quite a bit about the SOTGC Society. Um, and now I want to really dive into how you got about forming the group. What were the first steps that you took when you decided that this was what, something you wanted to do?
1: So here's what the funny thing was, is this started out in one of my friends who, you know, when Stiletto started having a lot of success, she said, I want to throw a party for you and celebrate your success. And I thought, wow, that's really, really nice. You know, what should we do? And then I thought about it and it kind of just evolved where I've been going to a few networking events on the rare occasion as schedule permits and seeing, you know, okay, I really like this about it. I wonder if they could have changed this. And this idea of a party, I thought, you know, why don't we use this party as a reason? You know, let's, I like efficiency, so Mm -hmm. why don't we launch something? And then, you know, having so many people email me off of LinkedIn or tweet me or even just send me off of, you know, the Facebook page, a message about how it inspired and helped them, I thought, we need to make this into a physical format. And that's kind of just how it evolved is, you know, someone comes up with an idea and, and we roll with it and expand on it. And then suddenly it's a launch party and it's a, a future of a, a, a national network.
0: <laughs> All right. So what kind of promotion did you do to really get the word out in San Diego that this was happening and it was something that women need to attend?
1: So the good news is, is that Stilettos itself has a pretty big visibility. They, we get a lot of readership and a good percentage of it comes from San Diego just because I myself am a San Diego you know, native. But each chapter has its own president. So I appointed two women who come from very different backgrounds who are very connected. And the idea was to pull from each of their resources so that they could create something based upon their vast experience with networking groups and kind of boutique it. And so I said, look, you know, ladies, this is the flagship chapter. I have an idea in mind of, of how I want these events to flow, what the purpose will be and the setting But I would really like you ladies, because I admire and respect your business acumen, to create the ideal women's networking group based on these parameters and the mission of Stilettos. And so that's really where a lot of the visibility in San Diego and obviously through social media and Twitter and, you know, Facebook posts and launching posts as I tease the event and, you know, the amazing speakers and the raffle prizes we're getting and some of the wonderful vendors that are working with us. So that's, you know, it's a baby steps. We've been doing it for about six months so far.
0: Okay. So now you talked about raffle prizes and vendors and speakers. How did you go about securing those items and those people?
1: So once again, I guess this is where, you know, networking comes in. I I thought about, okay, you know, who is the target demographic coming and what kind of businesses would benefit from getting in front of that demographic? And then do I know anyone in those industries? So I reached out and we have several sponsors that have already committed to helping and they believe in the mission. And then the vendors, you know, the beauty of having a demographic where it's business women is that's a very desirable demographic to get in front of. There's statistics showing that women make 84% of the purchasing decisions, even large purchases, and that they're very influenced by a mission and also just by, you know, people that truly want to help others. And so reaching out to large businesses with everything from, you know, the University Club in San Diego atop Symphony Towers, who's really helping us out with the venue and with, you know, the function itself, the U.S. Grant, which is a five-star luxury property in San Diego, finding out about the event and offering an amazing rate for all the attendees that are flying in for it. And then also places like Ritz-Carlton and Fleming's and Petco Park that really love the mission and think that supporting it is the way that their brand wants to you know show itself. And so we have some pretty amazing raffle prizes that you know you can buy some tickets there, but everyone who purchases a ticket will get a free raffle ticket to go with it. So you know we like to do it big it's to let us.
0: So how did you decide where to hold the first meeting, and how important is that when you have a brand new networking group to really have kind of an outstanding location to really set the precedent?
1: So, and this is just me personally, you know, I'm kind of one of those, you know, you go 150% or you just don't do it. And so we looked at a lot of different venues and obviously I called my network of people, you know, that I work with on a regular basis. And then, you know, just in terms of, you know, having the two speakers and then having tables where our amazing vendors could, you know, set up literature or even just, you know, have a place and a presence, I just kept thinking about the University Club because it's so posh and it's so exquisite. And what a lot of people don't know is that they're really welcoming um, a younger crowd, a more diverse crowd, and they also really love the idea of collaboration. So I just kept coming back to it and I thought, you know, I'm not a member there and typically, you know, you'd be a member to host an event, but I'm just going to call in and the worst case scenario, someone will tell me no. Mm -hmm. So I called and the San Diego director of private events is a female and the membership director is a female. And I got them a hold of them and I explained what the mission was and what we were doing. And they just loved the concept. They gave me a really great deal. And I thought, you know, kicking it on the tallest building in San Diego with a panoramic view of the skyline in Coronado, that's the way we're going to do it. We're going to do it big. For those of you who want to start a chapter in your area. You absolutely do not have to go big like this. It's just, you know, this is the launch of the society. And I wanted to show that it's done with class and elegance and flair. And, you know, this is these are the resources that this brand brings together. And that's what you'll get from being a part of the
0: society. Sure. And how did you go about attracting speakers? And what is your plan moving forward to kind of keep this going in the future?
1: You know, the, the two speakers that I chose initially were Perfect examples of what you would want to become and what you can grow to be by becoming part of the society. And one of them is Felina Hansen, who is the founder of Hera Hub, and she is a phenomenal entrepreneur. You know, she created the Hera Hub workspace, which is a spa-like environment for female entrepreneurs to go to have a place to work that feels relaxing and stirs creativity. But it's also turned into an amazing network hub. And so I wanted her to come speak about what happens when females of all industries get together and they help and how they can grow their business and what she's seen simply by running her location. And then I initially reached out to my sponsor in my very, very large corporation and the beauty and the bait of being a global general manager, she got called off to Europe or China for that week. And so then I went, you know, to my next person who was my mentor, who is also within my company. And so representing both corporate and entrepreneur to different industries, I thought it'd be a great way to, you know, explain once again, how these two can come together and work collaboratively.
0: And how often do you plan on holding these society meetings? So what will be in the terms and conditions for every chapter
1: is a minimum of one event per month. Now, the beauty is as these grow or because they are going to be kept so small, let's say that a topic launches and 60 women want to come. Well, then we run that topic three different times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so an active chapter that's, you know, a two or three or four or more, you know, year old, they should be having probably one event per week just because you know, I, I set it up so that the presidents have a revenue generating aspect of this. I don't expect that they'll invest a lot of their time, a lot of their emotions into something and not get anything in return. And in fact, it's a great way for them to subsidize or even grow something on the side while they, you know, work their business.
0: Okay. So, what would you say is the biggest thing that you learned along the way when you were setting this up?
1: I learned that as long as you pick a really good team that's supportive and that's bought into the vision and that truly believes in it, there is nothing you can you cannot accomplish no matter what barriers get in your way.
0: And what tips would you give to individuals who are looking to really kind of start their own networking group and kind of make this their own endeavor?
1: I would say don't wait. If you're listening to this and you think this sounds exciting, pick up your phone, open up your email, text or email, you know, five of your really close friends or even two of your really close friends and ask them to bring a trusted colleague and say, hey, let's do a brunch or let's get together at my house for a happy hour and let's expand our network and let's you know let's talk about you know the latest you know band bossy campaign and what we think about it or mm-hmm. let's talk about salary negotiations cuz that's a big hot topic or you know let's let's talk about something specific and just ask your friends to reach out and bring someone new into the group and that's as easy as it is it's just simply asking and then for those who want a little bit more, you know, you can start a society, you can join any other networking group that already exists. There's tons of amazing female networking chapters all over the nation. I think that you should be part of several and I have purposefully priced the memberships so that it would be easy to be part of several membership groups because I don't think you should limit yourself ever to just one group.
0: Okay. Now, if you could do anything different while you were creating the SOTGC Society, what would you do? I think I would have started it sooner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, we are um, kind of running out of time today. So were there? do you have any final pieces of advice to share with our listeners before we wrap things up?
1: Yeah, I think I would just like to say, you know, networking kind of gets a bad rap. It creates a certain emotion in especially women that's a little bit negative. And I would say don't think of networking as actually networking, this cold, scary, salesy type of activity. Think of it as connecting because we do it every day. We do it with babysitter referrals or hair salons or you know, dress shops that we like. And so when you think about networking for your business, if you think about it with, I come from a genuine place of wanting to learn about more people, learn about their businesses and help them and also in turn get help, then it turns into this really fun activity where you just expand you know, your, for lack of a better word, network. Don't view it as something that's scary or cold because you do need it to get ahead with your business or your career.
0: Well, that's all the time that we have today on Moving Up the Ladder. So thank you for joining us and sharing your experience and your expert advice, Marnie. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, you can send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney, and I'll see you next time.